G. I'm Melissa Pressman. And I'm Benji Pressman. And we're here to share our insights and interesting ideas. Words are escaping me right now. It's <laughs> the problem with doing this recording at the end of the day, but when else are we going to do it? Uh, yeah, exactly. About uh, the movies that our children watch, sometimes on loop. Uh, we have a three-year-old son, and we also have twin boys who are one and a half. So there's a lot of, lot of activity in our house. Yeah, and usually the movie choices are made by our eldest, and he fixates. So the same movie will be played a lot. Several times. Oh, so today we are going to talk about... The Little Mermaid. And this one was a little more for us than our kids. They've seen it. They liked it. But I'm pretty sure we've seen it way more. Yes. Yeah. Nathan had like a moment with it. Um, But this basically shaped my life. So. (laughs) So I'm going to have to be very careful if I have any critique. Apparently. (sighs) So this movie came out in 1989. Is Correct. that right? Yeah. Um, and I know a little bit of history about it because this was the movie that turned things around for Disney. They, they were, were in the shitter, basically. They, they were almost done. It was, they were never going to make another animated movie. This was it. And they were sort of like, whatever, do whatever you want. We don't really care because this is it. They had like barely any budget. Um, I believe they were working out of trailers. Like they didn't actually have like an animation building. And so they sort of got away with things that they might not be able to get away with now. Um, but I, I think it was for the best because it's, it's an amazing movie. <laughs> and it turned everything around. It did. And everything sort of flipped after that. And then... Now they are the juggernaut that they are today, <laughs> owning this, everything. Right. Yeah, I mean, if this hadn't worked, they we wouldn't have the craziness that is the Disney Corporation. And this really triggered that, like, monster run where it was this and, like, Beauty and the Beast and Lion mm-hmm. King. Aladdin. Yeah, so they went on a hot streak. Yeah, so do you want to hear the official synopsis? Sure. Well, I don't know if this is official, but this is on IMDb. A mermaid princess makes a Faustian bargain with an unscrupulous sea witch in order to meet a human prince on land. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. Um, and and I will say, uh, I will have to say that when I was a little girl, all I ever wanted to be was a mermaid. Like before this came out? Yes. Like Splash? I was a huge fan of Splash. Uh, I don't think I got it. I think it was a little over my head, but I loved watching Daryl Hannah, right? Yeah. Yeah, turn into a mermaid. And I, I thought if you just put salt in the water, that would do it. Like it was, that movie to me was, that was amazing. So then this came out and I, and I was set. I was like, that's it. That's, that's what I want to be. Did you see this movie in theaters? Yes. I'm pretty sure I did, but I don't recall specifically, but... When this got really big, we got it on VHS. Mm -hmm. And then when my younger sister uh, got into this, we watched it all the time. And we watched the videotape to death. 
Like it, whatever happens to video cassettes, they just it stopped working. <laughs> just the tape broke. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. We. I. This was one I watched many, many times, as you could tell, because I had every line memorized. Every not every song, every line memorized. Yeah, I think I could sing along with all the songs as well. But you were. <laughs> You were bordering on being that <laughs> annoying person. Like when you go to like see a musical, like I imagine this is going to happen at Hamilton. Is there's going to be somebody there who like, I'm going to sing along to the whole thing. You were, you were on the verge. <laughs> yeah. Cause I wasn't singing. I was mouthing the dialogue, <laughs> which is really great in your peripheral vision on the couch. Just somebody well, this is a podcast, so I can't demonstrate, but <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to take that away from you, but I was like, okay. <laughs> I admit, I, I don't have many like things in my life that like took over in the way that this movie did, but it did. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. All right, let's get into it. So the movie opens with a crappy song like that's the truth that i don't like this song it definitely feels like they're like i feel like frozen has the same problem mm-hmm. where they're like we don't know what how to get into this so we'll just do some like opening song with a bunch of characters that you don't really ever see again to just do some weird transition into it yeah i don't know it was like a weird it, it you know they're singing i mean the song make this song makes sense though because they're introducing the idea of mermaids to the human world. True. Like, I get it, but I don't like it. It's not a great song, in my opinion. Some people might love this song. Uh, But we also get introduced to Prince Eric, who is hot. Yeah, I have to say one weird thing as we were starting the movie was because we watched it on a digital download. It has, like, the new super fancy, like, 3D Disney intro, which was very jarring to see as it transitioned into like old school hand drawn an- animation. Thanks, motorcyclist. <laughs> that was a spaceship flying by. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so there's Eric looking fine. But do we even know who he is, or they're just like singing to him at this point? Yeah, no, because Grim talks to him. Okay. Who is Grim? He's like his, you know, like handmaiden. I don't know. It's like his uh, Chamberlain or something? Like I have no idea. I don't know what his role is. I just know he works for Eric and has obviously been around Eric since he was a child. Like little. The political structure of this kingdom is unclear. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just know that there's a prince. Because there doesn't seem to be a king and a queen. So right, I'm not which is sure. weird. But he calls it his kingdom later, but there's, but of course it's a Disney movie, so his parents are dead. We don't know that. We don't know anything. It's true, but it doesn't seem We like, never see his parents. And it, is it, maybe I'm jumping ahead, is it implied that they're coming from like trying to hook him up with some princess or something? I, I don't know that that has happened on this sea visit, but it does, uh, they, they are trying to get him married off. For sure. But yeah. I don't know. So 
that happens. Stupid song. And the fish gets away right, and there. like swims off. Right, because it's like a double purpose ship. It's transporting the, the royal person, but also they're doing some fishing. But he seems to be working on the boat. Like he's helping with everything. So he's not just like chilling. One of the common men. He's just, you know, he also works. Um, and he's like, uh, what's his, the, the Duke? William, Prince William. Yeah. Prince William was, has a, had a job. I don't know if he has it anymore, but he was working like a normal job, which was not something royals had ever done. I just feel like there's like 150 people in this kingdom and everybody's got to pitch in. <laughs> so it's weird. Um, so the fish gets away and then now we're underwater and, and we get introduced to the mermaids. They show up, which if, if it's the right time when the mermaids show up, I will cry. That, <laughs> did, <laughs> that did not happen this time, but I have been known to be very emotional during that moment. It's very powerful. Very powerful moment. Um, but the one thing that's happening here, which is, again, uh, with the history, like, this was a one of, this was a big deal. This was the first time they'd done an animated movie underwater, Disney. I don't know that it was the first ever animated movie underwater. But um, I remember seeing things when I was, like, a kid, and they would do, like, behind the scenes, like, the movement and having to have the bubbles with everything. That was a really big like thing because this was still all hand-drawn right? yes so they had to have so they had to draw all the bubble for all the movement and make it because they wanted to make it as realistic as possible you know in this moment and they did the people who did the songs it was howard ashman and alan minkin and howard Ma ashman did little shop of horrors so again like they're getting away with stuff that they might not normally get away with Right, and there's now. A, am I right that there's a certain amount of uh, sort of under-the-radar kind of gay culture stuff going on in this movie? Like, Ursula is a drag queen and yes, stuff like that? Yes, I, ha I, I have some notes on that. Okay. But since she hasn't popped up yet, I didn't want to get into it. I'm spoiling everything. <laughs> You're ruining everything. I quit. I'm back. So... <laughs> She ran away and came back real fast. Just like Ariel. So there was a concert <laughs> that Sebastian the Crab, he has written, like he's he's the court composer. Yeah, like and, Mozart. Yes, he's like Mozart. And Triton is so excited. He wants to see all his daughters sing. And I don't really understand why they're having the concert. And it I'm like, sort of is he like auctioning off his daughters at the end of it? Like, what is the point of this concert? It sort of feels like a debutante ball. Like, they're building all this up to introduce like Ariel. Ariel. Like, Just like her. Here she is. It's like her quinceanera or something. Like, yeah, here's, I don't know. Here's the last one. And I was like, where's his, where's the mom? Was she like, I have all these daughters. They're being super bitchy to me. I'm out. Now, no. There is a prequel, which I what? have seen, where they explain what happens to the mom. And she basically is killed by a boat, which is why the dad has such an issue with humans. Oh. So anyways, <laughs> but that's from like 10 years ago. <laughs> No. <laughs> I don't know. I've seen, I've seen all three of 
the aerial movies. Anyways, um, so yeah, so they have the concert and Ariel is not there and King Triton is fucking pissed. And she has ruined the concert. He was really into the music. Mm-hmm. And as far as I can tell, the only person that works for him is the core composer. So I feel like music is a really big part of this kingdom. And also he's really jacked, so you wouldn't want to piss him off. Yeah, no. Like he, not happy. Not happy. And then we cut to Ariel. And there she is with her perfect 80s bangs. I mean, that girl has got some hair, okay? <laughs> like it was like, let me do my hair like Ariel. <laughs> is that why everybody had like like the big curvy bangs? Was it because I, of Ariel? But I don't know if it was because of it. No, because it was, came out in 89. So that had already been like a thing. But it, yeah. I was like, dang, look at that hair. And so she, she's going to a boat to go, like, you know, search for treasure. I'm, I'm putting that in quotes. It's, it's crap. I had two notes around this. First, I said dad mode, put some clothes on. All the mermaid daughters were just wearing, like, bras. That's basically it. But that's what mermaids wear. It's very strange to me. I guess it's just, like, strapless bikinis. That's mermaids. Have you never seen a picture of a mermaid? That's what mermaids wear. Oh, my God. Anyways. And the other thing was, I feel like nobody really asked Ariel if she wanted to do the concert. Well, no. I mean, that's part of the whole problem is, you know, nobody's asking Ariel what Ariel wants. So, you know, she's looking for her treasure and she's with her best friend, the fish, Flounder. He's kind of a whiny bitch. I didn't remember him being... So annoying. I know. He is. He's kind of like, I don't know. So he's all nervous and he's like, what about sharks? And she's like, don't worry about it. And then there's a shark and he's going to eat them. They're freaking out. And my my one thing was like, she went back for the fork. I was like, all right, you know what? Let it go. You're going to get eaten. Just, I, I understand this, you don't know what this is, and you're very excited to find something special, but, like, let it go. This is not a big deal. Do you think that was the same shark in the, as in Finding Nemo? No, it is not. And it clearly is not, because <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> Bruce in Finding Nemo has uh, the right amount of rows of teeth, mm. uh, and the shark does not. He just has the one, gotcha. one set of teeth, which is not accurate. Um, and then they go up to the surface and they find Scuttle, the crazy seagull, who is able to tell them all about the people stuff that they find. But he is not a good source of information. He really isn't. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But <laughs> the one thing I'm like, when she gets up to them and when he's talking to her, all I can think is tatas, man. Her boobs are just like kapow. They're just like right there. <laughs> And I remember that from when I was a kid. Like, those are some boobs. Because those are some boobs, man. They're just like, right? And they, like, float real nice well, right on the surface. I mean, if you're always living in water, mm-hmm. she's hey, she's only 16, we find out. So yeah, there's that. But if you're always in water, gravity's not going to affect you the same way, right? So I guess. You're gonna, I don't know. You're probably going to have a little more perk. I'm just saying. I was like, boo. <laughs> Hello. Um. And so there, so that happens, and then 
she remembers is the concert. And she's like, oh, crap, I got to get back. So they're swimming back. And as they do that, we get introduced to Ursula, who has her like electric eels, Flotsam and Jetsam, are like keeping an eye on Ariel. Because she's trying to like figure out how does she bring down the kingdom. Like she just wants to rule. And this was another note that I had was Ursula was actually based on the drag queen divine. Okay. So it was a specific drag Who queen. Who was in Hairspray and other John Waters movies, mm-hmm. right? And Pink Flamingos, where she shits on a lawn. So, I, but that's what I'm saying. Like, they were, they were doing stuff that you, that, because they were just like, whatever, we don't care. But it made it this amazing movie <laughs> because they were able to do all this, you know, stuff and, and put in these characters that were unbelievable. Like, Ursula is an amazing villain. She's scary. She is one of my favorites. She's just, there's something about Ursula that's just fantastic. I remember hearing an interview with the woman who voiced her. Mm -hmm. And she's like a grandma. And she showed the movie to her grandkids and they like freaked out. Because they're like, grandma, you're evil. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's, you know, she really. and, And the thing is, like, she does. You know, she has her little thing and she's like saying what it was like when she lived in the palace. So something happened and she was ousted. I don't know if it was her family and then King Triton's family took over or if Triton kicked her out. Like, we don't know that story. Was she already starting her Garden of Souls? I don't know. And, And in the prequel, there is a different bad witch. It is not Ursula. So I don't know where Ursula comes from. I don't know her don't her have, story, so we we gotta wait for the like Maleficent equivalent, exactly. Which they should totally do. I would watch that. Uh, so so Ursula is trying to figure this out, and then Ariel gets back to her dad, and is just like, "I'm so sorry, I missed the concert, and I I don't know what I was doing." And then fucking Flounder Man is like, he he running off his mouth. And is like, and then there was a seagull, and it's this and this, and that is that. And then Triton's like, seagull? What seagull? Like, he's like, you were at the surface. And Ariel's like, no, and it's fine, and everybody's okay. And he's like, no, they're not. And they get in this huge fight, and then she's like, I'm not a child anymore. I'm 16. And, was and like, I was like, all right, honey, take, take it back. And, and when I was a kid, I was like, yeah, she's a grown-up. Why is he talking to her? Now I'm like, oh, okay. Take a back seat, honey. I know. That is one thing I was thinking about. I was like, <laughs> oh, we're dealing with a 16-year-old's emotions. Like, 16-year-olds shouldn't make life decisions. No. I can't believe we let 16-year-olds drive. I thought I was way ready for it back then, but now if I see a 16-year-old driving near, I'm like, stay away. You're going to make terrible decisions. You're just a child. You're a baby. <laughs> let a grown-up drive. <laughs> Don't make a decision that could screw over your life and destroy the ocean kingdom. All right? Like, don't make life-altering decisions. You're 16. Girl, you need to live. But, I mean, come on. You can't talk to 16-year-olds, right? Okay. No, but her dad does the classic. (laughs) He does the overreach, right? He's not trying to be understanding. He's just like, never. No. And, like, that's not going to work. That never works. We all know that. We all know that. Your kid brings home someone you don't like. You don't say no. You go, oh, okay, cool. Eventually, they're going to get it, and they'll walk away. That's what you do. 
Anyways, so then, like, Ariel goes off, and she's really sad. And then this is, like, like cinematic, like, magic. And she sings Part of Your World. And I just, I mean, every time. In her, like... Every time. In her, like, hoarder's cave. <laughs> of crap. <laughs> like, what would that, uh, what was that? The condos lady, like, does everything. But I feel like she would pick up everything and be like, this brings me great joy. Yeah, no, she would. And it it just, that song, ugh. That is, one of, that is a great song. I mean, I have sung it many times, sometimes uh, in front of people drunk. But I love that song. It's just beautiful. Um, but there's, like, stuff in her little, like, cave or alcove or whatever. I don't know what you want to call that. But, uh, like, the book, like, she's, like, looking through a book, and it's, like, perfectly intact. I'm like, how yeah. is that possible? That I, book would be disinterred. There's no is way. Is the cave filled with formaldehyde? There's like, what's, no way. And there's, like, a painting, and it's just, like, stuff where I'm just like, how is that? And I was also thinking, like, imagine if, like, James Cameron found that cave. <laughs> He'd be so psyched. Right? He's Everything like, Look is at this in like treasure trove. Perfect condition and like I it's it's amazing. It is it's it, it is impressive as much as it's full of crap. It's impressive. And then Sebastian is there and is like, "Oh my god, I'm going to freak out." And she's like, "Don't tell my dad." And he's like, "Whatever. I'm not going to tell your dad." And then All oh, right, cuz we talked we kind of skipped over this, but the King Triton solution was like go spy on her. You, again, the only person around, the only, like, King Train, I guess, their best friends? Yeah, I guess so. He also has that, like, seahorse, but that's, like, his, like, announcer or something. Yeah, his page. So, yeah, so Sebastian's, like, spying. Yeah, he's spying on him. Uh, and then a boat goes overhead, and Ariel's like, oh, snap. Because she has never seen a human before in her life. Right, and whose boat's that? She's just found their leftovers. And so she goes up to the boat and there's like fireworks and like all this stuff. And she goes over and who does she see? Fucking Prince Eric. And boom, she is in love. She knows nothing about this person. She hasn't heard them speak. And she is like, this is it. This, this is the rest of my life. I am 16 and I'm deciding that this man on a boat is what I need for the rest of my life. Well, I mean, if she's going to pick one man on that boat. I mean, that's the one. That's the one. And I said, you know, there's nothing sexier than a man with a penny whistle because that's basically what he's playing. I was, <laughs> I was like, what is this? What? The crew also got into very, they were very spiffy outfits. So it was his birthday, right? I guess so, yeah. Um, and so they're lighting off fireworks, which seems kind of irresponsible. And Eric gets a gift from the guy's name's Grim. Yeah, Grim. Which is a statue of Eric, which is like kind of a creepy gift. And also, why would you give that to somebody on a ship? That seems like a terrible place to give a statue. Yeah, I don't know how he got it there or where it had been sitting this whole time. And also, it was intended as a wedding gift. Mm, so something went awry on their trip. No. I don't know that something went awry. It was just that when he had it commissioned, it was with the intention that it was going to be given as a wedding gift. Right. So either they got that at wherever they went or Grim in secret had it loaded into the cargo hold. And then 
imagine if you're a crew, Had a couple crew guys, and he's up. like, hey guys, give me a hand with this. And it's like a thousand pound marble fucking statue that you have to carry up from the bottom of the ship. Right. So Eric can open it and look at it. And I mean, Eric is like, eh, yeah, this is weird. Because it is weird. It's I, weird to give somebody a statue of themselves. I know. I know. I don't know what Grim was it thinking. It is weird. Yeah. It is weird. And then this is a slightly off topic, but not. Uh, it was it Hans Christian Andersen who wrote the original Little Mermaid? Yes, because okay. if you go to Copenhagen, which I've actually been there, they have a statue of the Little Mermaid in the water. Okay, because I could not remember if Grimm was a callback to the author, the Brothers Grimm, but it was not. I don't think it was so. Hans Christian Andersen. I mean, unless we're completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was him because of, because the of that statue yeah. there in okay. Copenhagen. Where okay. she, because I think that's supposed to be where she turns into the foam. Yeah, very different ending. Very different ending. Um. So, so they're on the ship, Ariel's falling in love, and then out of, like, nowhere, they have a hurricane, and I, is that possible? I don't know, but the sea got angry. <laughs> like, it came out of nowhere, and then they're like, hurricanes are blowing, stand the rigging, and... <laughs> yes. And then the ship gets, like, hit with lightning or something. It's yeah, on fire. So like things are on fire. Everybody's getting off the boat. They hit a rock. So I guess they were somewhat near land. I, anyways, the so geography is not clear. It doesn't make sense. So they're trying to get off, and then if they're Eric's off. Um, dog Max does not make it. So he goes back to get the dog, and he's like, grab the dog, throws it off the boat, and he gets stuck. And he's like trying. He's trying to get his foot out. It's like stuck in the boat. And then you see like the flames are going towards all the, the dynamite and explosives that they had for the fire. I told you it's a bad idea. <laughs> and the ship explodes. It's a bad idea to have fireworks on a on a, something made of wood. And Eric ends up in the water. Sinking fast. Gonna go. And Ariel saves him. And takes him back to shore. Yeah, and then just, I mean, it'd be interesting if you just made a version of this where it was like sleepless in Seattle. No, not sleepless in Seattle, while you were sleeping. Mm -hmm. And she's just like taking care of him in a coma for like the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's a little little nuts. Um, And then she's like laying on the beach with him and just like caressing him and just like he's the greatest thing ever. Still has not had a conversation with him. No, no conversation, no anything. Um, and then he starts to wake up. And for me, I'm like, this is where this is where it all the problems begin right there. Because she has very distinctive hair color. But with the way the sunlight is hitting her. And perfectly perfect. It's like brown. Right. Like she's it's backlit. Not, yeah. So and he's concussed, right? I mean he's probably he's been unconscious for hours, so he's not gonna be seeing clearly anyway. Right. So uh, right off the bat, we're now we're we're having problems. And she's been singing this beautiful song to him, and he's like, Oh my god, I love you. And then Because she was doing the reprise of part of your world. Right? Yeah. Like 
I'm not going to sing it. I almost started singing it, and then I decided I shouldn't sing it. I don't I don't want to uh, put, put people through that. <laughs> I'm sure it would be lovely. Uh, um, and then, <laughs> so, so then Grim and, and Max come and find him, and she goes back out into the water and is just sitting there like watching him leave. And then she continues to sing and the most perfectly timed wave in cinematic history happens. Like as she like hits like the crescendo of her song, the wave crash. I mean, it is like perfect. This is what I wrote. Voice so strong makes waves crash. Like it's just like amazing. It's almost like it's in a movie. It is. Or like, it, like not drew just it. not just <laughs> a movie, but an animated movie where you can make anything happen. Which is probably better because if this were a live action and there's some like like David Fincher's directing it, and he's like, "We're gonna do it until the wave is perfect." And like eighty takes later, this poor <laughs> actress is like, "Can I get off this fucking rock?" No. <laughs> so that happens, and she's just like out of her mind, and then. She's like back underwater and it's just like da 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 da. So in love, she I comes know, out late. Like, what was she doing in her room? And it was like, I'm like, Ariel, get your shit together, okay? Because the way you're acting, you're going to get yourself in trouble. Like, girl, come on. And all her sisters are like, Ariel's in love. Oh, Ariel. Ariel's in love. Isn't it obvious, Daddy? Ariel's in love. And then that's what her. One sister says it's very. <laughs> and his response, I don't remember if it's now or later, but his response to that is very like, my daughter's in love. This it's positive. A- he's yeah. happy. He's excited. Again, I think he just wants to like marry his daughters off. And he's got a lot of daughters. How many was it? Nine of them? Six? Seven, maybe? Seven or eight? I can't remember. A lot. Um. So. So Sebastian is still, like, following Ariel around. He's still spying on her. He's still with her. Um, And he goes into um, Under the Sea, that Calypso classic. Which, I mean, I guess he's got a lot of pull in the musical community because he can just start riffing and everybody joins in. Yeah, they know what to do. They're a part of it. And Ariel's just like, whatever. There was a lyric that it took me forever to figure out, which was hot crustacean band. Yeah. I never understood that as a kid. I was like, I don't know what he's saying right there. (laughs) You're like, I don't know what's happening. You lost me. This song is crazy. (laughs) Sebastian, you crazy. (laughs) So Flounder comes up to Ariel and is like, and she's like, oh my God. And she follows him. And they're like, they're in this song. Like nobody notices. Nobody notices. I mean, to the point where the song ends and he's like, where'd she go? And she's gone. Like everybody's like, boom. And they're all like gesturing towards her and she's not there. And they're like, oh, whatever. And then Sebastian's like, somebody's got to nail that girl's fins to the floor. (laughs) And aside, it's really was a really weird moment for me when I realized that the actor who plays Sebastian mm-hmm. was on a Star Trek series as like a jelly shapeshifter guy. And oh, I was that's like, interesting. What? Almost as weird as uh, no, finding out that Lumiere was 
a really bitter New York cop. Right? <laughs> Who's also a Broadway legend. You're just like, what? What? So Flounder takes Ariel back to her cave. Her where hollow junk. Somehow, I, I don't know how this happened, but he got that fucking statue of Eric. It might be the most preposterous thing in, in the entire movie. Into the cave. And I'm not sure how he did it on his own without anyone else finding out. I don't know. Unless I don't know. it just, well, the ship did pass over. So maybe it fell maybe, in? I don't maybe know. Maybe it just floated perfectly down into the middle of the cave. I don't know. Because there otherwise... like, there's like an opening. But I, I don't know. But I, it's there. And, you know, Ariel is like freaking out. And it was like, oh, my God, Eric, I love you. Blah, 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 blah. And then... <laughs> While this is happening, Sebastian is summoned to King Triton. He goes, and he's trying to be cool about it. And, you know, King Triton is trying to be cool on his end. Like, I know, like, you're keeping something. Like, Ariel's in love. Like, la, 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 la. And he's like, and Sebastian freaks out and is like, you know, I didn't mean for it to happen. And I've, I've tried to keep her away from humans. And then Triton, like, here's the word humans, which, again, we don't know at this moment. But I'm telling you, it's because his wife was killed by humans. Understandable. I mean, he loses his shit. And he goes to the cave. And the way he comes in. <sighs> Oof. Oof. And he is yelling at Ariel, and she says, But Daddy, I love him. And that is it. Not a good move. He cannot hear that. He, I he mean, does he, not, he does not handle himself very well in the situation. No. And he, his solution is to break all of her shit. Yeah. Oh, he blows it up. He takes his trident trident. and he blows everything up. Which is not cool. Like And it it the 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 last thing destroys is the statue of Yes. Just blows it to pieces, which now people could actually move it places. Now Flanner could do it because (laughs) you know, he's a Five pound fish. I don't. I, I don't know how he's moving this like half ton marble statue, but you know, in pieces, he could do it. These things happen. So Ariel, understandably, very upset now, and this is when Flotsam and Jetsam make their move. Right. Oh, I'm going to jump back one second. When Trident is Triton. Triton. Not tried it. When he's talking to Sebastian, he's like, I wonder who the lucky merman is. Mm-hmm. He says it merman, not merman. Like, <laughs> like it's somebody's last name. He's like Peter Merman. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Merman. <laughs> <laughs> not the same movie. No. Um, and then <laughs> I don't think we'll, that, that might have to be a different podcast to talk about that one. <laughs> Unless this does really well. And we're, we're still doing this doing in like it. 12 years. Maybe different. <laughs> Maybe our kids will be watching Zoolander on the reg. I mean, if they're our kids, they probably will. <laughs> Anyways. They, to clarify, they are our children. I, I know this. <laughs> so, Perfect. So, Flot- so Flotsam and Jetsam show up 
And they're like, listen, listen, lady, you should come with us to go see Ursula because she will fix all your problems and she's going to make you happy. And Ariel's like, no, man, I, no, I can't do that. And they're like, whatever, man, it's your business. And they flick the remaining piece of the statue that is Eric's face at Ariel. I mean, look, if you're going to, <gasps> if you're going to destroy a statue, probably the most important thing to break is the face. Right. But just they, remember that. And I was like, oh, snap. They it's got perfect, her. Perfect tail flick. They got her. And she's like, all right, I'm going with you. And then Flounder and Sebastian are like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm going to see Ursula. And Sebastian's like, no, man, she's bad. She's a, she's like a, a witch. And she's like, well, why don't you go tell my father? You're good at that. Ooh. But he really should. <laughs> but he doesn't because now he feels bad. Yeah, but sometimes to help your friends, you have to ignore what they say. Well, too late. Yeah. So they follow... Ariel to Ursula's, and she goes in. By the way, if I were Ursula, I would change the entry path. Maybe <laughs> don't walk past the, like, shriveled up souls who are like, eh, Help me. Help me. I'm dying. It's like, maybe, you know, make a fake entrance or a side entrance that right. looks like it's, like, pretty. So, because... I would be like, wait a second. Let me get out of here. This doesn't feel good. But they go, and then she's got, like, the seashell and all this stuff. And I was just saying, like, I felt like the interior of Ursula's house is very vaginal. Hmm. It's very vaggy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, she did have that kind of round area where she stored all this stuff at the top. Yeah. Interesting. I don't know. Just my thoughts. Anyways. <laughs> and then Ursula goes into I what I personally think is one of the best villain songs in any Disney film. She really explains her side of things. She's just trying to help people. It is. I love that song. It's so good. Poor Unfortunate Souls is amazing. And she's just like... This is, I'm going to help you. I'm going to turn you into a human. And in order to get what you want, he has to kiss you in three days. You have three days to make this happen. It has to be the kiss of true love. And then you can stay a human and you can be with him and you'll get your voice back. But if he doesn't. I own your soul forever. Then I get to keep you. And, you know, Ursula's got a, an agenda. She doesn't actually want Ariel, but she knows that all, this is how she gets Triton. It's all about leverage. And, you My know. My favorite line of that song is what she says. Uh, she says to, like, Flotsam and Jetsam, I've got a boys, the boss is on a roll. Mm-hmm. It's like that line. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's a bit on the nose to, for a woman to have to give up her voice. To get a man, you know, I thought that. Was... I, I, because it's such an interesting turn. I'm, she seems. I'm, no, I'm gonna get real controversial here because I, I don't see it that way. Because it's all on Ursula, and Ursula's plant. She's been watching everything. Through those eel eyes. 
And she knows that Eric knows what Ariel sounds like. And she doesn't want this to work out. And in order for that to not work out, she's got to make it as impossible as she can for her to get him to fall in love with her. And if she goes up there with her voice and is like, hey, remember I rescued you? Right. No, I mean, it makes... Done. It makes perfect sense. So it's it's not Ariel, like, being like, I have to do this. It's Ursula going, if you want this, this is the way it happens. Right, but she is... She is also still willing to, to take that step. Yeah, because Eric's hot. Right. <laughs> but I feel like... And teenagers do stupid shit. Yes. Well, when we wrap this up, I'll, I'll give my, my hot take of the movie. But um, <laughs> I think what I was thinking about is Disney would not make the movie this way now. They would not... like. But that's the story. No, I know that's the that's story. That's the but real story. That's the story. That's what happens. I agree. But Disney isn't making those kinds of, like, they're shifting. I feel like their last several movies have sort of shifted away from that traditional kind of romantic angle on things, right? And it's a more about agency no, for I, their, their I, heroes. I understand. But this was the story. Right. They just changed the ending. Yeah, which I know it's just more of a general comment on like where we are now mm-hmm. with the types of movies Disney is making. It's well, we got to you know all positive, embracing diversity, embracing mm-hmm. like more uh, you know proactive, more self-actualizing characters, especially women, in a way that just wasn't done back then. And this definitely felt a. I felt that. It, that it came from a different era because of that. Like, it's just not the kind of movie Disney would look to make right now. I know. I just, I don't know. Maybe I just, as a kid, I, I just saw it differently. And I never once took from it that you had to give up your voice to get what you wanted. No, because in the end, she she it works out in a, in a way that makes sense. But it's, it's more that when you do give up you know, you could almost kind of flip it as a, a lesson, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if you give up your voice, you give up your agency, mm-hmm. that's when you start. You, it, It's not really going to work out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you are, you're putting yourself second. Yeah, I guess so. So anyway, now she has legs. Yeah. She, she got to get, she got to swim fast. She legs. probably gets the bends. And she is naked. <laughs> I was going to say naked is the day she was born, but more naked than the day she was born because yeah. she didn't have legs. No. She was born with a fin. Um, and but she still had her, like... Yes, her tatas were covered, but the bottom half of her was naked. Um, and the one thing that I'm always trying to figure out in this movie is where are they? Like, in like, the world? Where is it? Yeah. Like, I can't figure it out. I don't know where they are. And there's nothing about the staff or about Prince Eric that gives anything away. So I don't know where they are. No, because Grimm is sort of British. Mm-hmm. Eric is the guy who played Greg Brady. In, He's American. In like, like, there, there's no accent on yeah. Prince Eric. And he was Greg Brady in the Brady Bunch reboot, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which was... Once I looked that up, I was like, oh, man, this is so weird. Um, and then the 
chef is French. Mm-hmm. And the cleaning people seem to be from Brooklyn. Like I can't. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the seamen are just like I don't know it's, something like I, crusty like Welsh seamen or something. I can't figure it. I don't know where they are. So they're you know uh, Scuttle shows up. And, you know, everybody's like, all right, we're going to help you. You're going to get the prince. All this stuff's going to go this way. And Eric shows up and Max is with him because Max goes everywhere with him. And Eric's like, oh, my God, do I know you? And she's like, yes, yes, yes. And she's like trying to sign to him and, you know, because she lost her voice. And, and right away he's like, oh, then you're not the person I think you are because she was singing. Again, it's all part of Ursula's plan evil genius and but max knows i'm like fucking max knows pay attention to your dog because your dog is like dude it's her but he doesn't he doesn't pay attention and yeah and then we get into like she goes he takes her in they're gonna give her a bath they get rid of her clothes so now they're getting cleaned with the Brooklyn cleaning ladies. Like, I don't understand where they're like, I don't know what's going on. And they're like cleaning and they're like talking about setting him up with ladies. And <laughs> it's really weird. And I'm like, where are they? Yeah. Where is like, this kingdom? There's no guards. There's no military presence. Like no. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but we, the next day they go into town. It seems like on their own. Right. With nobody making a big deal that there goes the prince. No. The town does not seem very large. No. But that's his kingdom. Yeah. Nobody cares. It's really weird. It feels like there's two ships. Like, it's really tiny. Yeah. And uh, in the the cleaning of the clothes, Sebastian finds a way out and ends up in the kitchen where the chef is French. And again, I say, where the fuck are we? Like... (laughs) Well, what is going on? If you're rich, you get a French chef. Everybody knows I that. guess so, but it just is like, where, I don't know where we are. Um, And then we go into this whole song, Les Poissons, which is quite funny. I think that the physical comedy in the kitchen is just amazing. I mean, that chef is, is a volatile person. He mm-hmm. probably needs some anger management. He destroys the shit out of his workspace and like i feel like somebody comes in and is almost just like he did it again yeah no it's it's pretty funny i like that i like that scene that scene's funny um and while that's happening ariel is at the table with eric and grim and is using the artifacts that we saw her find that Scuttle had explained, she's using them at the table. So the fork is a dingle hopper, and he said it was for hair, which obviously is spaghetti. Like, that's what he saw them use it for. But So she starts brushing her hair with the fork, and they're both like, okay, weirdo. And then Grim pulls out a pipe, which is a snarf blat, which is supposed to make music. Like a trumpet or something. I don't know. But so she like freaks out and and Grim's like, oh yeah, look at it. And she blows in it and just blows ash all over his face. And that gets Eric. He he enjoyed that one. Eric laughs. He's like, (laughs) funny. Uh, And and then it's like, oh, you're, you're so happy. And this girl makes you happy. And then they bring in the food and they lift up and there is Sebastian on Grimm's plate. And Ariel's like, oh my God, come here. So he runs, runs over. 
Um, and then... For the chef's famous stuffed crab. Yes. And then they, it's, they're like getting ready for bed and all this stuff. And, and I, I, I just remember even like back in the day, like that bed just looks so comfortable. Like she jumps on it and it's just like, oh man, that looks comfy. That's palace life right there. Exactly. So then the next day he's going to give her a tour and they go around and they go. Oh. And I was wondering, because then, like, Sebastian, like, curls up on the pillow with her and everything. Can crabs survive outside of water? Is that, like, a thing? There are land crabs. But he was living underwater. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how it works. (laughs) I just found out from a book, or someone's reading, that frogs live underwater in ponds for, like, three straight months. Animals are crazy. You mean, like, as tadpoles? No, like, as frogs, they hibernate. Oh. Oh, yeah. So, like... Who knows? But there's also- a there's a crazy frog that lives in the desert that only comes out when it rains. Yeah. That like buries itself in sand. Well, we are going way off topic, but my point is <laughs> animals are crazy and it's also a talking musical composer crab. So, you know, maybe a- anything's possible. Who knows? Okay. All right. I just I was like, is that is that could that really happen? Yeah. Is there reality behind this or is this just all fantasy. So they're going through the town, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I think Eric's sort of getting won over by her spunk and her spirit. Yes. She takes the reins, mm-hmm. literally, of their carriage ride and just has them jump over some chasm. Yeah. And he's just like, all right, cool. And then they end up going for a boat ride in a lagoon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and everybody's like, we're running out of time. If they don't kiss soon... She's going to lose our soul. Yeah. So Sebastian takes over. Because Scuttle's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sing this beautiful song. Unfortunately, he's the voice of Buddy Hackett. It's not a beautiful singer. He's not good. Um, and then uh, Kiss the Girl. Very sexy song. Oof. That one comes on and I'm like, oh. It's a panty dropper right there. <laughs> a floating in a blue lagoon. Yeah. <laughs> so what would have happened if she had just kissed him? Is that not cool? No. It has to be a kiss of true love. So she can't just, like, kiss him. Like, he has to, like, be in love with her. So they're, like, setting this whole thing up. Like, Mm -hmm. again, Sebastian really, he's got connections. Yes. He's never even been to this town, but I guess his reputation preceded him because everybody's jumping in, the fish, the birds. Everybody. Ducks. They're just, like, making this whole thing going on, and they're just about to kiss. And the stupid eels come and flip the boat over. Right. How was nobody looking out for eels? There's like 10,000 people on, I guess, this song. Because they don't know. They don't know to be looking out for them. I guess so. And then Ariel, not Ariel, Ursula is just like, mm-mm, this is not going to happen. I'm going to get that bitch. And she goes and turns herself into a human and takes the voice and is like, I'm going to go. That's what's going to happen. And the... This just comes back uh, that there were, like, on everything, like, on the back of the carriage, on the boat, there's, like, ease on everything. And I'm like, is that for Eric? Or, again, is this where they live? Does it start with the letter E? Like, what what's happening? This confuses me. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, I wrote down right at the beginning, where is this? When is this? I can't. And... 
I don't know. They don't do a great job of world building on land or under the sea. We're just kind of on the ride. Yeah. And there's not a whole lot of depth to it, but that's okay. No. So, so Ursula comes up that evening and Eric is about to like go to Ariel. Like, you know what? Yeah. I do like this girl. Right. Cause he sees Grimm and Grimm's like, maybe who you've been looking for is right in front of you. Yeah. And she's upstairs brushing her hair with a fork. The dinkle hopper. And, then Ursula walks by with her magic spell and the voice like... I really want to sing it, but I, I'll spare everybody that as well. Like entrances Eric. Like he, he gets well, put his, under a spell. Like his eyes, eyes change. Right? Yeah. It's really, it's really weird. And her name is Vanessa. I'm like, what? It's kind of like Ursula. No. But I just like, I don't know. It's, it's a very 80s name. So it doesn't go with, with whatever time period they're supposed to be in. So <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. Do you think somebody just had like broken up with somebody named Vanessa and was like the worst person in the world? Somebody named Vanessa. Just name her Vanessa. So then the next morning, like Scuttle comes in and is like, oh my God, this is amazing. You guys did it. Prince Eric's getting married. Woo! And so Ariel's like, what? Oh, my God. And so she runs, and she's, like, going to go. She doesn't even get dressed. No. She's just, she's like, this is amazing. And then then we see Eric talking to Grimm with Vanessa. Mm-mm-mm. And he's like, we need to be married. I want the boat, like, now. We're getting married today. And Ariel's just like, what happened? And she's very sad, very upset, and just runs off. And it's just sitting on the dock. All day? Like, it just... Just, like, that's, crying. That's first thing in the morning. I don't know. And I, then we basically we, jump to the end of the day. Yeah, time time went. And she's just crying. And I somehow does not see Scuttle at all during any of this to be like... So they can be like, hey, it's not Ariel. It's this Vanessa chick. Well, because he doesn't know until he goes out to the boat. Right. No, but I'm saying, like, he never comes back. So it's like the whole day... He never comes back again to be like, what's going on? Let's, you know. And so he goes because he's going to go to the ceremony. I don't know. And he sees Vanessa singing. And when she looks in the mirror, it's Ursula. Well, because. So she can't make her reflection Vanessa. Ursula kind of did evil villain mistake 101, which is at some point just saying your evil plot out loud where it could be overheard. Right. But she sings it. Right. She sings it. Um, well, if you got those, if you're borrowed those pipes. Right. You got to take advantage of it. Right. So then Scuttle's like, oh, crap. And he goes back and he goes to the dock where Ariel's crying and he tells her what's going on. And she jumps in and she's like, she's got to get to the boat. So Sebastian's going to go get King Triton and Flounder's going to get her to the boat. And then Scuttle's going to stall the wedding. Like, that's what's going to happen. But we don't have a lot of time because the sun is already setting. And once that sun sets, and then the three days are done and she loses they're like her soul. They're, like, walking down the aisle. Max is growling. Because Max knows. Fucking Vanessa, bitch, kicks him in the face. And if you... and That's not cool. I know he's bewitched, but... He, don't, he doesn't even care. If somebody kicks your dog, that's a red flag. Right? Yeah, red flag, red flag. So 
everybody getting crazy. The animals are getting crazy. They're doing everything, like every animal. They're doing everything they can to like stop this wedding. Were there like seals coming on? Mm-hmm. Seals, porpoises, like everything. Like this, sea stars. Um, just regular fish, like every, like everything. Uh, and that's what's happening. And then Ariel like gets to the boat and starts climbing up. This, this I did not get. Like she doesn't have the upper body strength to swim, but she can scale the boat. Well, maybe she doesn't know how to swim without her tail. Like she never learned that. Right. But. Yeah, I mean, relying again. Well, look, we know Flounder is the strongest fish ever. He moved that statue. So it's actually surprising how much he's struggling with pulling her along. I I don't know. So he, whatever. So she gets up there, and in the process, someone rips, I can't remember who. One of the birds grabs it, it, or maybe it was It might have been Scuttle or Max. I can't remember who, but somebody grabs the necklace off of Vanessa's neck. And it cracks, and Ariel's voice flies back into her body. And Eric's, like, glow eyes break. Like, the spell is broken. And he's like, well, Ariel? And she's like, oh, I tried to tell you it was me the whole time. And then Vanessa's like, no, don't. But it was Ursula's voice. Ursula's voice, yeah. And he goes to kiss her, and but the sunset. She's got to move faster, people. So she turns back into a mermaid, and Ursula is like, boom, goes, takes her, goes in the water, and she's like, that's it. I'm going to turn you into a weird plant person. Like wormy soul plant. I don't know. And Sebastian had gotten King Triton. He shows up. And he tries to zap her. And he tries to zap the contract. Right, but it's ironclad. But it's legal. And it's legal. Apparently, if something is legal... The all-powerful trident of the king of the sea can do no damage. Nope. So then he signs his name. Right, which was really... Which is, which is what Ursula wanted the whole time. Yeah. And she knew this, was, this would get him. So then she gets the crown, and she gets the trident, and now she is the ruler of the sea. Which really, I, I get it. It's your youngest daughter. She's obviously your favorite. I'm sure all her sisters resent her. But you're the fucking king of the sea, man. You just gotta be like... Girl, this is on you. You got to own your shit. Mm-hmm. Deal with it. You're a you're a soul worm. Yeah, like I don't know. So I got a lot of other mer people to take care of. Like this is too bad for you. All right. <laughs> Good luck. This is what happens when you make decisions when you're 16. <laughs> and as I alluded to earlier, that's my hot take. Ariel's kind of an asshole. Is is my take on this movie? Eric. Ariel. Oh. Like, I know she's 16 and she's impulsive, but she kind of sets in course a series of events that very well could have led to the extermination of everybody she knows and, like, mm-hmm. a, a horrible dictatorship over the ocean. And it seems like Ursula would be down to just go, go on land and murder a bunch of people, too. She don't care. She don't care. But Ariel don't care either because she's 16. It's all about what she wants. I know. I'm saying... She's not evil. She's just kind of a kind of a dick. She's kind of a teenager. Yeah. Teenagers. That's it. They're rough, man. <laughs> so on the villain scale in this movie, like Ursula, number one, but Ariel, she's not far but not far down. Okay. I don't know that she's a villain. Is it? It's pushing it. 
So and then, and then Triton, because maybe if he'd been a more understanding father, none of this would have happened. Whatever. So then um Ariel gets pissed at Ursula because she's like, You did this to my dad. I'm so mad. She goes, she like pulls her hair and She's so angry, and Eric's going to come and get her and help and all this stuff, but he can't really because he can't be underwater. He, like, swims down with a harpoon gun? Yeah, he tries, and he, like, shoots Ursula, and then Ursula's freaking out, and then when Ariel, like, pulls her hair, uh, the trident that was supposed to hit Eric hits Flotsam and Jetsam, which, like, blows them up. Kills her babies. That's, like, it. That those are her babies. Then she loses her shit. She does, and then she gets real big. I mean, that I don't know how much of that was real the, bad. The trident power and how much was her power, but I don't know. But she got real big, and really, if she just kept her cool, she would've been okay. But she goes crazy big, yeah. creates a maelstrom, which allows Eric to get some sunken ship off the bottom of the ocean, yeah, and sail it right into her. I know it's crazy and kill her. So really. If she just kept her head together. So many things could have been different. Right. And I wrote this down and I'm <laughs> not really sure what this means. I said, Ursula, at the end of the film, is how I feel when I'm going to get out of the house. <laughs> but I'm not really sure what I meant when I wrote that. Do so you just feel like you have to get really big and start getting angry to make sure everything happens? I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know if it's that or what. Or like, <laughs> or is it because your our children try to run into the street and you're like my babies? I don't know. What it is. I don't know what was meant by that. No. <laughs> but I guess I feel like Ursula when I'm trying to get out of the house, or maybe it's just like when I'm trying to get ready to go anywhere and like just like constantly being bothered. I don't know. And I feel like <laughs> I'm gonna like get really big and be like, I am in charge of everything. Leave me alone. I don't know. So then Ursula's dead. <laughs> She's dead. <laughs> I don't know what that note King Triton and all the other souls mm. that she captured are restored. They are. And everybody's good. And Eric is back on the shore. And, and Ariel's, Ariel's back on her rock. Staring at him and and, uh, you know, and I just said, you know, sometimes it takes getting turned into weird plant creature to gain perspective because King Triton seems to now understand that this is what his daughter wants. And he does like movie fake out thing where he's like, that's why it's going to be so tough to let her go. <laughs> <laughs> and he turns her into a human. With her voice. Yes, with her voice. And she, like, comes out of the water in this, I, I want that dress, whatever it was. I don't know. but It's probably made of seafoam. I want it. It's beautiful. I love it. It's so gorgeous. And then she and Eric get married. They're on the boat. I mean, did she just use the same wedding planner? <laughs> was it just they, like, you know, everything was good except for the bride last time. Let's just run it back. Yeah, let's just do it again. So they're on nobody, the boat. Nobody got to eat that food. It was probably ready. Exactly. It feels like it was the next day. So they're on the marriage ship, and uh, they're having their ceremony, and all the mer people are in the water, 
and you know she's saying goodbye to everybody which i don't fully understand like they live in a coastal kingdom like, can't they just visit that's what i'm saying like you can never see these people again could and also set up if like he a if, your dad, enclave? if your dad could turn you into a human can he not let you also be a mermaid like i didn't get i'm like how is this like right. the end of everything could you maybe craft something so i can switch back and forth like i don't get it yeah i don't get it so then her dad comes up in a big old thing of ocean water it was a pretty <laughs> sweet move <laughs> just like, just like that and then she's like i love you daddy and that always gets me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes back down. And she's in like the perfect 80s wedding dress. Like the big shoulders and the, I mean, it's it's everything. And he goes back down into the water and then makes this like gorgeous rainbow as the boat like sails to somewhere. I don't know where it's going. And it's not, actually, it doesn't have sails. Yeah. Is it I'm a not, paddle wheel? I'm not really sure how the boat is moving. Again, what time period are they in? Maybe there's just like below water level a bunch of slaves like rolling. Or <laughs> like what the fuck is happening? So, so then they go off into wherever to go be happy forever. Which, P.S. They are not. Is that one of the sequels? Uh, so the second movie is about yeah. their life after marital problems. The third movie is the prequel. So in the, is what what's the problem in the second one? Well, their daughter for some reason wants to go in the water, which I can't remember why, but it's all been blocked off. Like they can't go in the water; they're not allowed. And their daughter really wants to be in the water and doesn't feel like she fits in she on land. She wants to be part of that world. Yep. Do they reprise it, but like change it? Yeah, it's a whole thing. I don't know. So that was actually one of my questions. So I guess that why it was like, do the kids have flippers? Apparently not. They come out humans. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And my other question was, was Ariel the first of the sisters to get married? Because the oldest one's got to be like mid-20s. That's what it feels like. It feels like, like if she she's, was. If she's 16 and she's got seven sisters. And I don't know why, but at the time, like as a kid, and I feel like there's like a certain age where even teenagers feel really old. That her getting married at 16 did not seem odd to me. You're like, yeah, cool. Yeah, that's what you do. But now I'm like, why are you getting, you're 16. This is crazy. Don't do this. Maybe try dating for more than four days. I just think maybe seafoam would have been the better ending for you. Like this is, this is terrible. Don't do this. How long, how much time passed from the beginning of this movie to the end of the movie? A week? Two weeks? That's what it feels like. Yeah. It's not long. Because she's got three days to right. get him to fall in love. And they kill him. They kill Ursula like that, day. that third day. And it feels like two days later they got married or yeah. something. Yeah. Like I said, I mean, they already had the boat. It's not. It wasn't long. Because the one thing we don't know is how much time has passed from rescuing Eric to the finding of the statue. So that may have been like a few days. At most. But not a lot. Not long. No. Yeah. No. And that and and that's a little mermaid, man. Yeah. I mean, it was I love all the songs. I mean it's really Except for the first one. Right. But it, I still like that song. But 
even though apparently I'm wrong. Um, you are. <laughs> but yeah, and it's a fast movie. Yeah, it is. And it. This podcast is almost as long as the movie. Uh oh. Uh, crap. But no, it's a. I it, this one's enjoyable, and I and I will say, even in watching it again, like as I got old, I mean, I still love this movie. It really does. I feel like it holds up, and I think the music is great, and yeah. it and it really did set Disney into a new era that it it was not going to have without this movie. Yeah, no. I highly enjoyed it. I think having seen it a hundred times before probably helps. Yeah. Yeah. So our parents probably were like, we should podcast about this piece of shit movie. No, they were not. (laughs) (laughs) Our parents were like, how do we burn this tape? (laughs) The tape stopped working, guys. I don't know what happened. And you you showed me, because you had like one of the original VHS um, cases with the penis castle, <laughs> which they don't make it with the penis on it anymore in case you're trying to find it. It doesn't, it's not oh, there. Yeah, this is the era of Disney animation where there's penises and everything. Yes. So there, there was a penis on the castle on the cover. Classic. <laughs> Classic Disney. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate it. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe. If you can give us a high rating on Apple Podcasts and review it, that'd be fantastic. Um, we got some social medias. You can follow us on Twitter at Rated PG Podcast. Boom. Um, on Facebook at PG Podcast. Boom. And on Instagram, uh, that's also at Rated PG Podcast. Boom, boom. So follow our social media so you can keep up with, I don't know. I'm sure we'll put something there. <laughs> we, have, we made them. We got we to gotta pump out the content now. That's part of the job. <laughs> so uh, check it out. Be surprised. I know I will. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Bye.